Marbles to the top of she limb to have God touch them. You're listening to Polygonometry. This is a family podcast where every other week I sit down with a member of my giantly so big huge family and we talk about what it's like having glowing balls. What's up dudes? What's up babes? What's up babe dudes? And what's up dude babes? I am so stoked you guys are listening and I say that every week and it's okay because my excitement has not faltered the entire time because we got people listening in from all over the place, dude. I've been looking at my analytics and I do it probably like just on the off weeks that I publish. And uh, they probably, they, I mean, I don't really give a shit about the numbers. Like it's cool that people are listening, but my, my thing is I, there's so many people from all over the place listening. I don't know. I don't get it. I do not understand. There's people listening in from Malaysia. I do not know a single soul in Malaysia, but they're listening. They're listening in from Salangor and Kuala Lumpur. And uh, this, this thing is kind of cool. And I noticed this, this past week. So the entire time that I've had the podcast, most of my listeners have been from the U.S. Duh, makes sense, right? 95% of them are from the U.S. But when I click on the U.S., it rank orders them by state. And Montana has always been the top, always, the entire time. And uh, guys, Montana, you're going to have to step up your game here because we are now in second place. And guess who we are right behind? Utah, dude. Utah, you guys are showing out. And, you know, I'm trying to instigate a little bit of, of Montana uh, rivalry, right? Some competitive nature within those fellows to the north of you. But, dude, Monta- dude, Montana, Utah, always going back and forth. But, dude, why are – I don't know a single human being in Oak City, Utah. I do not know a single person in Linden. I do not know – where is Blanding, Utah? I know where American Fork is, and I know where Kaysville is because everything between those two cities is just one big city when you think about it. It's great, man. I'm so glad you guys are tuning in. And uh, tuning in this time is going to be great because this episode is awesome. It is the last of the episodes with Brady for the time being. And uh, the the goal with this conversation that Fraser and I had with with Brady, uh, Fraser and I talked about it beforehand. And he said, I don't know, man. Is there, like a, is there a question that he's never been asked before? And I was like, dude, that's tough. You're going to have to really dig deep. And he was like, okay, yeah. So we talked about it. And he was like, yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to try it. And so he and his buddies got together and they came up with some fucking zingers. And uh, it's going to be a great time. And we get into a lot of different stuff. We talk about hedgehogs. There's the, we end the episode with hedgehogs. So this, this is going all over the place. We're going from polygamy, multiple wives, to talking about cute little spike balls, dude. Uh, also, uh, on this episode, you might hear like a little bit of an echoey, like reverb effect with Fraser's voice. Uh, the Zoom link that we were on started to get a little wonky. And I tried to go back and edit that stuff out, but it made it sound super choppy and super weird and really unlistenable uh, compared to how it is right now. So um, if it's a problem for you to hear Fraser's mo- voice like multiple times, um, I just want to let you know that I understand um, and we could probably you know, get together and talk about it if we need to do some therapy. But uh, anyway, uh, anyway, I hope you guys enjoy the episode that I have with my best friend, good old Crumpets, and my Uncle Brady. I think now would be the perfect time to ask uh, you some questions from my buddy, Ronnie. If that's okay. (laughs) Because now is a good time. Who's Ronnie? So... Ronnie's one of my one of my best friends, um, and and to get wait, ready wait a minute. for this, your English accent, Ronnie, 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 R O N N I E, Ronnie. Okay, Ronnie. 
Um, he, um, I put, I asked a few of my friends uh, if you guys got any questions first. I sent them the trailer for My Five Wives, so they don't really know anything but more than that trailer. Okay. And I said, what what weird questions do you have? And my friend Ronnie came out with some incredible ones. Okay. So if I can ask you these, the first one is, <laughs> I worry I'm going to start laughing halfway through asking them. What's the longest you've had to wait for a piss? For, for a piss? Yeah. Like, for a piss, yeah. Thinking, Outside the door? Yeah. He, the, the idea is like, you know, women take a long time to use the restroom. How was yeah. the longest you've waited? Yeah. <laughs> I just run outside, find a bush. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't wait. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and I have a lot of have, bathrooms in my house. A okay, lot of bathrooms. I, good. Um, <laughs> need it. Um, again, these are straight from him. Have you ever considered taking the best parts of each wife and constructing some sort of ultimate Franken wife? <laughs> I told you these are going to be obscure, Brady. Have I ever sat and thought about a Franken wife? Physical Franken wife? No, I don't think I've done that, but now, now you have it in my head. <laughs> is your plug hole and can you recommend a good regime <laughs> what the hell i am a very hairy man I think, <laughs> no i think i think he assumes that you have one shower that you share with five wives and then that plug would get it would get built up yeah <laughs> we we clean our um tub regularly <laughs> and no i have many many showers yeah this is this is a good one uh this might be controversial who makes the best sandwich Mm. well i don't eat sandwiches anymore but back when i did probably rosemary yeah Mm. all the others get in line (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) noni makes the best curry um polly makes the best um Macaroni salad. Um, yeah, I think we can just keep going down the road. Okay. Um, this is a good one. How do you maintain your figure whilst eating five dinners a night? <laughs> <laughs> we all eat together. Yeah. And I only eat salad. <laughs> yeah. Um, he also asked, this sounds like a bit more of a personal one for him. He's looking for advice here. Okay. How do you get five wives when I can't even get one? What's 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 the trick? What's the secret? <laughs> what's the um, secret? Well, we uh, about getting another wife joined a crazy cult. Yeah, boom. <laughs> yeah. Good answer. Simple, simple. It comes with a lot, but I mean, if that's what you're looking now, for, now if you want to get a wife, I can tell yeah. you how to actually not be an asshole. <laughs> yeah, this is a good one um, that you kind of answered. Are you ever on time for anything? I'm always on time. Always fair play. My uh, my mommy taught me well. Fifteen minutes early is right on time, Hell and it yeah. drives my wives crazy. Yeah. Um, Before how many times have you seen the Notebook? Never. 
I've heard of it. Bad. There Never we go. It. All right. Before you go on, I think it's kind of an interesting yeah. point. Uh, we had a guest on the show a few episodes back, uh, and how she was talking about polyamory. Yeah. Um, and how like the most consistent relationship that you have in your life when you live polyamory is the relationship you have with your Google Calendar. Do you think that your schedule <laughs> is your sixth wife? Oh, my schedule is everything. <laughs> I, I'm constantly ticking off. Okay, who am I with? Okay, I was with Noni, and now I'm with Robin. Okay, constantly. Yeah. I, so I mean, it's always the because, like I said, I was I was just watching the um, the Carl Pilkerton episode with, mm-hmm. with you and your family, and you said that they're on a five day rotation mm-hmm. every every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about like birthdays? If okay, you insert birthday, a birthday or an anniversary. You just insert that in and bumps the schedule. Well, it so bumps uh, the schedule. yeah, it was just barely Rosemary's anniversary last Friday, and so she okay. just inserts an extra night, and it just bumps whoever would have been Friday is now Saturday. Okay, all right, cool. Um, does that work if you and one of your wives have had a pretty nasty fight, and it's like I don't want to see you tonight? Like, did, if you guys ever go to bed, because sometimes I have to sleep on the couch after a big, after a mm-hmm. big punch up. Do you, does that ever happen? Where you're just like, we can't stay, we can't share a bed tonight. I'm gonna go over to wife number four. Never. Uh, any Never. polygamist who does that is an idiot. It sounds like your personality would lend itself to being like, oh, we're having this issue. We're going to get this issue figured out all the way before we even yeah. think about going to bed. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That, that's how I am. And if it can't be reconciled, right, it's mm-hmm. a multi-day or multi-month issue, right? It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm there. I don't, I don't go. Fair, well, fine, fair you're, you're being a bitch. Then I'm going to go be with Rosemary. Yeah. yeah. Talk about problems. Uh, and men do that. And they're, oh, it, yeah. you know, the, I get a lot of men who, even now, I still get a lot of men who come to me from yeah. the AUB. Yeah. You're telling me about advice. it. Yeah. Even monogamous men who've never even been, not, they're not even Mormon. They come to me for advice, which is, I think is interesting. But well, I mean, that's what Fraser's asking. It's like, how do you, well, Ronnie is asking, how do I get another wife? <laughs> Ronnie's asking that. Ronnie's asking. <laughs> give, give Ronnie my email and I'll give him some real advice. Um, I will do. <laughs> but no, that would be so stupid. That, that's just. Uh, causing problems down the road this is a funny one have you ever ended an argument between them by saying ladies ladies there's plenty of me to go around (laughs) (laughs) actually probably versions of that yeah (laughs) (laughs) or you know something like what am i just a piece of meat you guys get to toss around like no i get him this what what did it you know and i'm just what I'm right here. I'm in this room, you know, and I'm a commodity, you know, and sometimes you really are a commodity and, yeah. and it, feel, yeah. it makes you feel not so good as a guy. Yeah. Uh, this is another one from Ronnie. In five words, how big of an influence would you say the song Mambo Number no. 5 has been on your life? I don't know that song. You haven't known that song? We'll do a, a quick one, little clip. Two, three, four, five. Uh, da, da, da. No? You haven't heard that song before? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that song. How, how big of an influence? So not at all, Ronnie. You hear that? None. <laughs> Apparently not, because you haven't heard the song. Is Ronnie on? <laughs> He's not. Oh. No. Um. No. He'll listen. He'll, he'll be listening, because yeah, yeah. I, I think he was pretty keen to un, to know the answers to some of these questions. Um, <laughs> this is stupid. I think he was running out. All right, so just so you know, he was at work when he was sending these. So <laughs> he was kind of getting paid, too. That's how <laughs> terrible of an employee he is. Um, 
There's a worldwide boner shortage, and from here on out, every man can only get one boner a month. How do you use yours and why? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> these are these, fra- dude. Okay, this shortage. is ridiculous. This is so funny. This is what. Yeah. What's stupid, the duration of the boner? The, <laughs> <laughs> the duration. How long does it last? How long? You know, are we talking? <laughs> I think for okay, so I think for Let's the sake I was gonna say for the sake of the argument, it's like the normal duration of what you would have normally. So let's let's, let's say average. We don't have to Google like what's the average length of a boner. Um, <laughs> let's just say you have twenty minutes. <laughs> Dude, uh, peace at home is way better. Uh, the uh, the wet dream king comes back. <laughs> I just, I just go solo. All right. <laughs> um, this is a question. This is kind of a question from both of us because I also wanted to ask this exact same question. Have you ever considered buying them all an instrument each and starting a wicked thrash metal band with you on lead vocals? <laughs> No, I haven't. And then I did. Cool. T- I texted him back saying saying that he has five wives and twenty five kids. That's basically an orchestra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've played around with that. You know, we can field two sides of a football game. You know, so with extras, with extras, like if with, someone with a bench. Yeah, with a <laughs> yeah, two teams plus benches. Yep. Um, I have a question mm-hmm. that is not as silly. Um, I remember on your show, <laughs> uh, you talking about like you posited to your wives of taking like. Saturdays off mm-hmm. or, or weekends off or mm-hmm. something like that. How did that go down? Uh, Obviously so, it was shut down, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I, on occasion will. Yeah. I'll, uh, hey, I'm, I'm taking Friday or Saturday off. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm going to go camping or whatever, just, just to recharge, focus, yeah. um, mm-hmm. plan, stuff like that. So, and so that day that you go, it's the same type of thing as like birthdays and anniversaries yep. where it just gets bumped and all that stuff. That's Brady's day. And he right. just inserts a day or two or a oh, week nice. or whatever. How often right. do you do that? Um, probably two, three, four times a year, something like that. Just okay. randomly. I don't schedule. Yeah. I mean, I'll schedule. I'll say, hey next saturday yeah i would like to give enough of it when you feel it when you're like i really need yeah Uh yeah or or there's an event like i want to do this but you know i just barely went up to montana in fact that's where we did the last podcast interview and that was Mm -hmm. just me hopping in with my brother uh last minute and going to montana Mm -hmm. see you my sister and brother how back when you had all the kids um living at home Mm -hmm. how how loud did that place get it could get really loud, like crazy. Yeah, like people who we, aren't. Were you not just having it. constant ringing in your ears? Yeah. Do you have tinnitus? <laughs> <laughs> it it would get crazy, and you know, and I would. Ah, everybody, shut up! It's time for dinner, or whatever you know, and uh, and then they calm back down. You know, I mean, whenever you have that many kids around, it's going to get chaotic. Um, but my kids are pretty well behaved. You know, if I tell them, hey, yep. settle down, they'll settle down. You know, or do this, yeah. they'll do that, or they'll chip in, do their chores. So they're pretty good behaved kids. But yeah, yeah it gets awesome. loud. Have you, have you ever tried timing yourself to see how fast you can name all your kids? Just to go, all right, go. No, no. I've, I've never timed it. But you want to time it? We can do it. But uh, like, You want to time it? Let's do it. 
Okay. <laughs> oh, all right, I'll get a timer up. You get me on the spot. Do I? I, yep. I, I no, can do no, it. Do it. Listen, you, you're going to time it, and then I'm going to forget someone because I'm under pressure. That's right. Well, I mean. All right. No, no, Chris. Chris, this will be easier. I will time it, and you fact check him. Well, okay. Hold on. That means I have to remember all of them too. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you've got. You're more likely to be able to do that than me. Okay. All right. This is going to be all right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. Well, I mean, why not? We can do it. Uh, okay. okay. All right. I let's think, try it. Let's just, let's hold just on. try it. I but, think I got all of them here. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Okay. I think I got them. Okay. Okay. I have them right, down. Ready? Okay. <laughs> ready. Your time starts in three, two, one, go. Okay. Polly's kids, Carly, Josh, Madeline, September, Mara, um, Camry. Then we go to Robin. It's Hannah, Lauren, Dane, Tommy, Trey, Rosemary, uh, Kimberly, Taylor, James, Moogie. Noni has Paul, Rachel, Marissa, Taylee. Uh, we have Aiden and Addison. And then Rhonda has Eden, Arwen, Lake, and Nick. Boom! Oh. Nailed okay. it. <laughs> that, that came in at a crisp time of 38 seconds dude that's great yeah that's great one good. Point something seconds per name we'll uh we'll come back in a year and see if you've improved <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me birthdays i don't know yeah so that's we'll, something we'll, we'll, i've never we'll, we'll, try, we'll try we'll try again at some point but this time it has to be birth order that's it's not wife it's just like which one they want i i was actually really <laughs> curious I was really curious of how you were going to name all of them mm -hmm. because I think obviously the best way to do it is by wives, kids mm -hmm. instead of birth order, because that just seems oh, birth order. I've done it and it takes longer because I'm like, wait a minute, because there's multiple like triplets, yeah. quadruplets and twins. And in the same year they were born, I'm like, oh, okay, who was born first? Kimberly Lauren or Madeline? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to get a list of that put together. I think that'd be kind of interesting to see. Because any time that, I mean, even with Fraser, like any time that I've like tried to name all of them, I can't, there's no way I could do birth order. I know the first four, I think. <laughs> and other than that, there's, yeah. I just have well, no idea. I just smashed together. Yeah. So. And that's funny that you, the, the, the idea that you brought up, you, don't, you haven't even tried to remember birthdays. I don't even try. Yeah, no. I, I, there's only so much bandwidth. <laughs> well, Almost. You know what? My wives will remember. Yeah. And, and you know. Has there been times where, um, like, both your wife and you have forgot the birthday and the kid is like, oh, well, nope. like never happened. Mm -mm. Good. I'm yeah. so glad that that's the case. No, I, I, no, that's never happened. And honestly, I mean, I will forget um, an anniversary, but my wives have always made sure. Yeah. That I remember the other wife's anniversary. Yeah. So. Oh, oh, okay. So like, you know, Polly will help you remember, hey, it's Rosemary's birthday, you know, hey, anniversary coming up. No. Hey. Rosemary's anniversary is on Friday. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You know, or whatever. Dude, that's so awesome that all of them are on. They go each other's back. Yeah. They're on the same team. Oh, that's I've so been cool. so blessed. You know, we, yeah. we've been poking and having a lot of fun, but I'm, I'm very fortunate. You know, I know the shit that's out there and I know what a lot of families go through. And I don't go through half of it. 
Yeah. And I think a lot of it is the caliber of the women I'm married to. Mm-hmm. And then the premise that our marriage is ba- built upon. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. those two things, um, and, and the effort that we put in is really good. You know, and I've said this before, I don't know if I said it on your podcast or not, but since I left fundamentalism, um, you know, the context of the marriage went from, you know, fear of hell or a promise of heaven to um, commitment and love, right? Yeah. And when we've done, I know we talked about that, but when we did that, the authentic nature, like, was so enhanced because now it was mm-hmm. authenticity, you know, and f- complete responsibility. Yeah. I can't blame the devil anymore. Anymore. Yeah. No, nope, it's on me. Mm-hmm. You know, if mm-hmm. if I, I can't say, well, I'll just endure this for a reward in heaven. No, it's it's up to me. Do I want to make this a heaven on earth or not? Yeah. You know, do I want to mm-hmm. make something good out of this relationship or not? Which, honestly, that that di- has to do with monogamy, too. Yeah. If yeah. The more accountable you are to yourself, the more authentic you are in your feelings toward any relationship, but uh, we're talking about spousal relationships, the better you're going to be. Yeah. You know, the- um, do you mind if I ask, though, since we're in this area, and obviously it's up to you how you want to answer it, but what's your uh, relationship like with God nowadays? Mm, good one. Uh, so I don't believe in a monotheistic God anymore. You know, I, uh, there's no white dude with a beard in the clouds. Mormon God is dead. Um, okay. I, I, to me, uh, all this blasphemy you're putting out here, Brady, I don't know if we're going to be able to handle this. Yeah. <laughs> we are within the borders of Utah. Be careful. <laughs> no, I, I, I can't, I can't dismiss, uh, a lot of very reasonable and rational arguments for a higher power. Um, And I won't dismiss those arguments against that either. But I do not believe in an interventionist God per se. You know, I I don't think Mm -hmm. everything happens for a reason. And that reason is God's edict, you know, or touch Mm -hmm. on the planet. Um, So, yeah, I, I don't believe in a patriarchal God, so to speak at all but earlier uh chris mentioned about you praying do you still pray is that still something that you do to bring you uh uh comfort um okay so i would have to describe prayer right so we pray over our food as a family because this is again this is a different thing for me i've never prayed yeah so that's ritualistic and we do have like prayer over food and we have family prayer and and that and that is uh to recognize that there's something greater than ourselves Okay. And, and also a unifying effect. Okay. So, and then within myself, I definitely come into contact with something that I believe is greater and call it unity, Jungian, yeah. unity consciousness, sure, that sure. type of thing. That's more what I'm in. And you want to call that God? Cool. Mother nature, you want to call that God? Cool. I'm good with that. You know, whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. the, um, Buddha mind, Christ mind. Um, I think mm-hmm. all of that is happening and talking about the same thing. And so yeah. I do believe in God, but mm-hmm. not the definition uh, m- of most God anybody is who's now. listening to this, which is probably polygamy. It's probably plague. most people from Pinesdale. Yeah. yeah. It's fundies and ex fundies. Right. Yeah. Um, and people from South Africa and Papua New Guinea for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to those two Shout countries. Out. <laughs> yeah. So that, that is um, not the God I, pray to 
And when I pray, meaning that I tap into and I try to let my, my prayers are, I listen. I just try mm-hmm. to make space and, and be still. And so though, e- egoically do, does like your does thinking, it, it, sorry, one, no, one second. Ahead, Chris. So does that, you, you, you mentioned about like, uh, you know, setting some time away to think mm. is also, does that coincide with that kind of prayer listening idea? That too? was going to be my exact question. Does that happen at the same time of day is what I'm asking. So my meditative practice does. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and, and yeah. that, uh, that is incremental all within about the same hour, hour and a half. Okay. But for sure, you know, I'll go through this meditative. I had do a subject object discipline mm-hmm. where I try to go down my brain waves and then I dissociate with time and space yeah. and connect to that unity consciousness. Right. Yeah. And, and then I just sit with it. Yeah. And try to, and you know, anybody who's tried this hard monkey mind, you know, the yeah. whole, but that's part of it. That's mm-hmm. it. And then when I'm successful, then the ego is quieted and I can listen and I yeah. can participate in this, uh, grander Spinozian God. Oh, okay. For all you yeah. philosophers out there. Yeah. The nerds. The nerds out there <laughs> who ask themselves big questions, lamos. Um, People have probably mm-hmm. heard the Einstein quote: "I believe in Spinoza's God." Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's your favorite thing about living polygamy? Good question. Uh, I mean, this is so easy. Yeah, it's that I get to serve that many people. And I know that sounds all quaint and whatever, but yeah. it's just the truth. Yeah. I hyper identify with the role of father and husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, that's you mentioned that on the previous yeah, episode. Yeah. I, and probably like in, inappropriately. So like, what it, do you mean it might be like, it's just too hard in that area to where you're neglecting other parts of your life type of idea. And that's the reason why it's not, Yeah, it, dom- oh, okay. it probably dominates my persona more than I should let it. Oh, okay. Right? Interesting. To the exclusion of other things to mm-hmm. such a degree that those suffer. Now, if something, if I would prefer that. So you <laughs> like would, I you would way rather let my friends go by the wayside. I would way rather not have any hobby. I would way rather all those things suffer. Oh, okay. And then I'm an excellent father. So you would rank order your silos mm-hmm. and being, you know, husband, father that ranks at the highest of all those silos. Yeah, in fact, that about. was a point I was going to go and then I got distracted. Oh, okay. Yeah. All of those silos, all of those modalities, everything is pointed toward, I need to take care of these people. I left the group. That's where all of those things my point daughter. towards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The impetus for Brady getting his shit together and figuring it out and going to God and saying, what is going on mm-hmm. was, I can't have my daughter Be, go, go through this. Yeah. Like I can't have her marry some 50 year old dude. Yeah. And yeah. who's, who's going to, you know, objectify her or, or, keep her down or she'll be second class citizen or, mm-hmm. or marry her because he, his testimony and not love Yeah, that I just kept hearing over and over and over again in, the in position, your Bishop meetings and, and, and all that stuff. Yeah and, yeah. and people trusting me and stuff. And I was just like, I can't do this. The odds are one of my children or many of my children will be in a bad situation for this. And for those and, reasons. And that was the, that was the finish line for you. You're like, you know what? I'm not handling, I'm not doing that. It's, yeah. it's done. It's well, over. I've got to figure this out. Right. Okay. And, and like among other things, you know, the, the homophobia, the bigotry, the, you know, all of those things. Yeah, and we I, touched on I that. Just in the previous episode, yeah. I just yeah. couldn't get on board with, yeah. but 
and, and then just being, and the same thing for my wives, like, really, is this really the relationship I want? You know, I want a co-creative relationship. Okay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want this where I'm the head and you're going to follow me, you know. Does that yeah. stuff happen? You're like a organ- jewel in my crown type crap. Yeah. Is there, do you feel as though, and I don't want to distract you too much because I, I love what you're saying. Do, does that idea, not like that intention, but that idea or, or thing happen to where you are kind of like this, you know, lion tamer in the circus kind of orchestrator guy? Does that happen? Oh, well, of course. Okay. You know, and, and it's not to say that, that there aren't hierarchical structures. Okay. In in the world, and yeah. I know there are, and sure. you know, not everything is just all share. Everybody shares the same voice. We know how that goes. Yeah. So I'm a natural leader. Okay. I'm a very strong leader, mm-hmm. and that's something that mm-hmm. I can offer this family unit. And with that said, I have relinquished a lot of power to my wives. Yeah. That I just assumed. Because I was a good patriarch in fundamentalism, yeah, and fundamental, and that thought is LDS. Now I don't certainly am not going to say oh, the AUB. No, 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 no. Um, patriarchal ideas of masculine of the man ruling the family and get in line. Oh, that's yeah, that's it's, everywhere. Yes, regardless of religion, culture, of course. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and it's amplified into the church, and then even more so into fundamentalist Mormonism, but. All fundamentalist groups. Yeah, fun, that seems to be the thing with fundamentalism, regardless, is right. like the, the man's the patriarchy the, yeah, is yeah. very supreme yeah. among everybody, yeah. but um, particularly fundamentalist groups. So, your favorite thing about being a polygamist is that you get to serve that many people. Yeah. What is your really least mean. favorite thing about polygamy? And um, be honest. <laughs> it's like he's not gonna be. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty honest with you there, Fraser. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I told you I'd, I'd masturbate rather than use my 20 minutes. On <laughs> uh, no. Um, okay. Some, this is going to sound so sappy and stupid, but sometimes the loneliest man on earth is a polygamist. Interesting. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. He, uh, sometimes I really feel like, I am that commodity I was speaking of. I oh, the, am that piece, piece of meat that gets like, tossed around. What about my feelings? Like, yeah, you guys mm. are all dealing with issues. And and I'm sure husbands and wives in monogamous go through this. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. you know, you're always, you know, we always got to talk about your emotions. Times that, times five. Yeah. And not just five, but it's quantum. You know, it's, it's amplified. It's an exponential because, five. Yeah, there's not an exponential just, five. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, what about me in here? Like, yeah. really? You know? You know, that almost seems a little counterintuitive due to people's perception of polygamy. It would almost be like, oh, well, this guy is just rustling his jimmies every night with, you know, random mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. Or not random. But that or is these. how it looks from the outside. And so like, it just would to seem... to be honest, that is how it looks. So it would seem that the women would be the ones who would be like, well, what about my feelings? Because you're neglecting mm-hmm. me because of all these other people you're giving your attention to. But what you're saying, and I think it's so brilliant, is like this idea of like, you know what? I'm actually kind of a little bit, you know, hung out to dry sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. A lot. A lot of the time. A lot of the time I'm okay. not considered. And now I'll qualify this. <laughs> and this is a little bit self-aggrandizing, but I I don't think I'm common. 
I don't I think, think you are I, either. I think I think most polygamous men just say you're well, definitely not common, Brady. Yeah, I, I think most most I'm common among polygamous. Okay. I think most polygamous men um, just nah, I can't deal with it. Screw it. And I, just, I'm going. I'm going hunting. I'm I'm watching TV. Leave me alone. Yeah, reading the news. Whatever distraction, they will allow them rather than face the difficulty of trying to manage multiple families. And listen, this, yeah. and monogamous do it too. Oh yeah, right? everybody of does course. it. Right. Yeah. Rather than face that, rather than shoulder that responsibility, they brush it off, right? And mm -hmm. they just, they get distracted with whatever their distraction is. They prefer Alcohol, yeah. I mean, addiction, uh, hobbies, you name it. You'd rather be distracted than face those difficult things in life. Yeah. I don't. 100%. I, I, you have to lean into it. Because that's I, I just who you to. are, yeah. That that's me, and, you know. I one thing I'm good at, I think, is suffering. You're good at suffering. I am highly skilled at just. Oh, oh man. man, that is <laughs> that that's is eerily uh, poetic. I I, yeah. think, I think I'm good at it. Yeah, I, I think I can endure. I can out endure just about anybody. Well, I mean, if, if our uh, family arm wrestling tournaments haven't <laughs> indicated that, I still haven't seen you been beaten. That's uh, because I haven't been. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, and this is a stupid anecdote. Uh, not stupid. I, I, I find this amazing. Do you remember hearing, I don't know if you guys were there up in Montana. We had, I think it was a family reunion in Montana, but we got grandma to arm wrestle. Were you there for that? Yes. Oh, well, my It was God. the same arm wrestle that I beat Shane. Was that? It wasn't Rain a cheating. Drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll have to drop his name out. Um, but oh, really? Yeah. Didn't. I don't know if it was a, a cheney thing or if he was just there, just visiting or whatever. Was that the same? Was that the same weekend? It might have been a different reunion. Yeah, I because I remember the sh the one with him. Yeah. But there was one where we finally got Grandma to jump in and get belly down on the rug. Who it did was she arm wrestle? Shandy. Oh, I'm sure Shandy put her down. It was, it was. Did grandma give her uh, a dude, whirl? It oh, was, wow. it was awesome, man. We were sitting there. We were like, oh man, this grandma, if grandma's going to, cause I mean, every time that we do that, of course, like you get three or more Williams guys together. It, goes. it just happens. There's a full on <laughs> spreadsheet tournament. Yep, exactly. We have brackets ready to go. Yeah. Um, but no, we were finally able. And every time we do that, grandma has always been just like, oh boys, oh boys, yeah, you know, and you know, just look on and just laugh when our veins are bulging out yeah. of our neck and we're, you know, <laughs> having hematomas and, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But we finally got her down on the rug and Shandy's sitting there like, all right, let's do this grandma. <laughs> and she came in and she just had the wince on her face. Just like the only time I've ever seen her make that same face is when she had the hook finger. And that was, <laughs> man, it was so cool. Cause of course me and Morgan and Devin and everybody's like, come on grandma, let's do it. You know, we're like getting into it. It was beautiful. It was yeah, awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Where were we? Oh yeah. I think I can suffer. Yeah. I think I'm good at it. Um, I actually practice it. You I, intentionally put that into your kind of... Oh, yeah, my daily regime. Yeah, like I do the cold plunge stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, so you do the, the infrared sauna, and then immediately after you jump into a cold yeah, bath, Yeah, and right? dude, I don't just do... Like, I am... I crank that setting all the way up. I, I am cooking How myself. How hot is your infrared? It, it'll go... So infrared is different than sure. a conventional sauna, but it, the max it'll go is 160. 160 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. So um, for an infrared. 
And what's that for the rest of us world? All right, uh, give me one second. A conventional sauna <laughs> is probably I don't know two hundreds or something, but it's so infrared will penetrate you where the conventional sauna is just radiant and it'll sit on the outside where uh, infrared will cook you from the inside out. So for reference, Whoa. Fraser, like uh, a microwave. Yeah, you make it. Yeah, you microwave. You nuke yourself. Yep. Basically. Yep. You, you are a rotisserie chicken on a Friday morning after <laughs> drinking on Wednesday. So I mean, it is a full-on flop sweat going, and I sit in there for 25 minutes just baking, and sometimes more, right? And then I immediately go into a, a horse trough full of freezing cold water. Because it's been sitting out all night and, mm -hmm. and cold. So for reference, Fraser, that's, uh, that's 71 degrees Celsius. Whoa! Yeah. But it's cooking you from the inside out. So, um, that sounds worse, <laughs> it, but it's really it, now, if you do your research, it's yeah. really good for you. Yeah. Like your physical health. It's super, super good. So how cold is the trough? Um, well in the summers it's in it's the high fifties. Okay. But I mean, that's a big difference. 110 mm. degree different. Yeah. And I'll sit in there. Yeah. That's 10 degrees um, centigrade. You know, and in the winters it gets less and I've been taking, but I like, I've been taking cold showers for years. I just, I don't do hot showers. I do cold showers. Yeah. I think there, there's a bunch of stuff coming out about how, there's like, a ton about it how cold wakes you up. Oh, it's, yeah. it really does. And it's not just that it's really good for your health, yeah. blood pressure. I mean, you know, detoxification. There's a ton of different reasons. So go research it. It's really good for you. But, yeah. but boost testosterone I, levels and, yeah, and, and all that, yeah. all this different Tons stuff, right? of stuff, blood yeah. pressure, yeah. all, all yeah. that weight loss. Um, but to our point, it's suffering and it's in a controlled way and I choose to do it, which allows me to take that same thing and, and meditating, right? Yeah. I try to discipline my mind and I, and I also will meditate with emotion and I'll try to just look at my emotion, allow it to be and allow it to go. And if I can do that, if I can do that in a practice, then I can do that in real life and where it, it's sometimes really hard to... Do you mind putting this on that charger right there? Yeah, you bet. Cool. We're going to be moving you, Fraser. That's fine. Cool. Awesome. Um, if I can do that in a controlled environment where I'm practicing, then I can do it in the real world environment. And I'm telling you, it helps. Yeah. It helps in my relationships with my wives. It helps me with my children because I can feel with them. You know, I've gone through some really hard things yeah. with my children. Yeah. You know, and... Um, which we could probably go into if sure. we wanted to. But, yeah. you know, in the business world, dude, I can sit in a really challenging discussion um, with millions of dollars on the line and dispassionately analyze it and figure out the right thing to do. Yeah. And it's because I was willing to suffer. And it's not because you're trying to dissociate. No. It's just that you have, you know, honed your emotional control enough to where you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm frustrated about this. Instead of being reactive, it, yeah, it's you're responding, opposite. you're responding instead of reacting. Yeah. It's the yeah. opposite. I'm not, I'm not trying to like never feel yeah. or never experience. No, I'm feeling it all. Yeah. But I'm, instead of reacting, I'm proactive. Yeah. I'll feel it all. I'll metabolize it and I'll make the right decision. Yeah. That's what I strive to do. And yeah. that's what I practice to do. Am I perfect? Of course not. But, um, but, and that's not always been the case. You've had to practice that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I used to suck at it. Yeah, um, but I'm getting better and better because I that's practice. Awesome. Yeah, so, and that and 
you can I call it suffering, but there's other things to call it. Dang, I, it's kind of I'm I'm kind of almost bummed out that you're leaving tomorrow because I want to do your morning routine with you. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll come you down to wake you. up at three thirty in the morning. Fraser, Fraser, I need to get better at suffering, dude. How do, how am I supposed to get a wife? Yeah, come I'm on. supposed to suffer. <laughs> Fraser, try it. Get a wife, then you'll fucking suffer. Let so, me tell you that. Hey, so, Fra- <laughs> so, Fra- so, Fraser, when you come to the States, we're doing that, by the way. We're going to come down to Utah. You're going to stay with me, and you're going to do it a week. Okay. You give me a week. For a week. You give me a week. One day. Come on. Anybody can do it for a week or a day. Uh, do it for a week. Okay. All right. All right. Fine. All right. Deal. All right. Agree. A okay. Week so in the life of Brady. So for all the viewers out there, if Carl you, Pilkington could only do it a day. <laughs> yeah. Dude, here's Fraser. Fraser, here is your chance to be better than Carl Pilkington. Oh, I don't think that's ever going to happen, but well, I can try. I mean, you got to try, man. You got to try it. Has oh, I, oh, I had a one question. Oh, this is kind of a little bit more of a of a BuzzFeed pop culture mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many of your kids have been accidents? Oh, a lot, oh, lots of one. them. A lot of them. Yeah. What percentage? Of your 25, how many? 50? <laughs> 50 percent that's, that's amazing yeah i, I mean well oh, I thought you just said out of your 25 kids which ones have been accidents 50 oh well even yeah. the ones that well, gonna and by yeah. accident good, i mean yeah. i mean uh we weren't planning okay right i mean it, it's not like oh no well I, i'm a little bit surprised yeah. by that too because it seems like given the situation and context of how your family is structured it would be like any time we bring a new life in we have to have a conversation about it is that Mm-hmm. You mean like, oh, no, Noni and I are thinking about having a no, baby. No, 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 no. We don't, didn't consult. Like okay. me and Noni didn't consult the, all the, the wife committee. It, there wasn't okay. like a pregnancy committee. Okay. Like, okay. Let's vote whether or not Noni. It's part pregnant. of the reason why I wanted to ask the pop culture question, because I think people you know, think people that. People probably ask that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew that. Mm. It's not like I was oblivious. See, some yeah. of these just seem so stupid. Like, right? Duh. Yeah. You know, no. Yeah. Yeah, and the all whole, right, do right. All some of us get in bed weren't together. involved in this weird cult you guys were, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not to say that some of them weird cult people don't actually do that. Yeah, but yeah. That that's one that I would never. That's just stupid. Um, uh, something I also wanted uh, to ask you about um, in your show, it was kind of featured pretty consistently, from what I remember, is like your family meeting. Mm-hmm. And it would be like a not like a hangout and you know play Uno, but it was mm-hmm. like a, a meeting to talk about things. Logistics, yeah, logistics. Yeah, yeah. Do, can you give us like a little bit of a rundown of what that's like? Well, uh, okay, so we we all get together. How often we, does that happen? Is it is it weekly, monthly? How, it, how often? Is it's that? ebbed and flowed. Sometimes more, okay. sometimes less. Just depends on how. Okay. Like during the recession, things were tough. We would meet more often to go over finances and we got to tighten our belts. You know, there's not as much money. How are we going to get through this? Who, you know, how much is there to contribute here or there, you know, um, Mm -hmm. uh, around the holidays and, and we try to get together once a year and plan the year out. We haven't been successful at that every year, but I'm trying to be more proactive on that. Um, but yeah, we just get together, uh, usually goes over finances, usually goes over future goals. Mm-hmm. Um, we like to discuss family values so that we're all on the same page with those yeah. values. I think that's pretty good. I think you should do that just even with a, just anyway. a girlfriend. Like, yeah. what are, yeah. what are our common values, you know? What do we want to accomplish? Where are we heading? Yeah. And so, yeah, that's it. All right. That's what we do. Cool. 
What's awesome. your grocery? What's your grocery um, budget? To go month? back, because because we already said pop folk. <laughs> just just because we already mentioned pop culture. Mm. Have you seen South Park? What's your opinion on them? Have you seen the Book of Mormon? What's your opinion on that? <laughs> I, ha- I haven't seen the Book of Mormon uh, musical, oh, although Bray. I've listened to it and it's wonderful. You need to see the play I'm if you Mormon, can. And yeah. I just believe, yeah, nothing could be. True. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Brady, could be true. So when me, when me and Chris met and uh, we were hanging out in China, there was a there was there was a night where me and him. It was just two of us got some beers and we went, we listened to the entire album together mm-hmm. and it was so interesting seeing the things that he laughed at and the things that I laughed at and the amount of times that he paused and was like, right, let me tell you who they just quoted right there. That's <laughs> funny because that's about this guy called Brigham Young. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was you a said fun that you found it quite accurate. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the Book of Mormon play. I mean, I'll gush about it until I die, but I think it's one of the most brilliant. It's so good. It's it's so good. And I mean, of course, the soundtrack is amazing and, and every, every performer that does it is incredible vocally mm-hmm. and, and, and everything else. But like, there's something different about seeing it live. I need to. You yeah. just have to. I watched it in Salt Lake. Oh, wow. Oh, it was a, it was an experience. I know. And yeah. I couldn't even get tickets. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, no, I and I've watched a few episodes of South Park. I'm not a big TV watcher. I know. Yeah. I just don't, have, I don't you, have, have you seen the Mormon episode? The dum 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 dum. Yeah, I think I saw one? some of it. I didn't. I wasn't too keen. Like I, I don't watch much TV. Yeah, so. uh, that's fair enough. That's here's fair a enough. here's another I don't pop have time. Quote. I have twenty five kids because <laughs> that's my that's my only education in Mormonism until I met Chris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's here's another uh, pop culturey kind of you know dumb question. What's your grocery budget like every month? A lot. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Uh, thousands thousands of bucks a month yeah, yeah uh, it's a lot yeah meaning like household household goods and food yeah just kind of the the normal spending budget in just the necessity stuff paper towels and thousands of, yeah thousands a month it, it's a lot now okay but it's whatever a normal family is times five yeah only actually we do a little bit better as because I know how much I pay all my employees and what they live off of with one wife and mm-hmm. three kids. I do better than that. Yeah. I live off less than what okay. they take home. Yeah. If you times it by five. Yeah. For okay. Sure. So if you were to distill it down, if you were a one family man, oh, so yeah. to speak. I'm doing really well. I'm very frugal. Yeah. 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 And it's part of, I think yeah. it's part of the reason I bet. Why do you, you know, do you know people at Costco on a first name basis? Oh yeah. They know me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Costco. How often, Costco how often do you have it? Where you turn up with you and the entire Motley crew and you see people just react and just be like, whoa. Oh, yeah. We did a family trip trip to to Yellowstone and they thought we were a preschool uh, because this is back when my kids were little and they go, oh, a preschool field trip. I'm like, yeah, that's what it is. That's awesome. Oh, I have another question. Do Do you and the whole family have a group text chat? Yes. And is that what's it called? Is it is it just family, or have you got some like? Well, uh, like I like I have I have me and all my wives on one, and I call it wives. <laughs> and then and then I have <laughs> I have grouped kids. Like I have boys or sons one, sons two, son daughters one, daughters two, and I send them texts all the time. I I mean, I have this gratitude thing I do. Yeah. Like we'd have to go on and on and on everything that I do, but that's part of one of the modalities mm-hmm. I do is I do a gratitude journal every morning. And, um, one of those things is to express that gratitude and, and I'll choose, I'll highlight a child every day and a wife. 
that I'm grat- grateful, grateful for. for. Uh, and then other things that I'm grateful for in all the other silos I'm talking about. So yeah. I have gratitude in each silo. Oh, okay. What am I grateful about in the world? What am I grateful have for? You, have you put all of that, I mean, going back to that idea of all the silos and how it all points to being, you know, the mm-hmm. best you you can be. Have you written that out on like a whiteboard It's so thing? funny that you say that. So I've had several people lately asking me to mentor them. Okay. And, uh, and I'm in the process of developing that. Are you going to write a book? So that it's recreatable. Yes, and it's called the Second Fifty. Oh, that's right. That's right. I I'm remember gonna, you telling me about that. I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna make a course that I can share with anybody who wants me to share it with them, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. um, and then a book talking about all of that, my life, and how I'm gonna make my second fifty years better than my first. Yeah. In everything, I'm gonna be healthier emotionally, physically, relationship, all that stuff. Everything. Yep. You might hit and decline on that. I don't know why anybody from California is calling me. Um, but yeah, so that, that's in the works, actually. <laughs> oh, you think Joe Rogan's calling me? No, there's no way oh, that he's, he's from Texas. Me. So actually, he's I in Texas now, yeah. It's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so you have, you're thinking about doing this kind of course book. Do those coincide? I'm assuming they yeah. coincide with each yeah. other. And The book will just be an enhanced. Like, an enhanced, a little bit more in-depth, maybe. Yeah, and maybe in more narrative form, story form. Whatever. Oh, okay. Have anecdotes and, and that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, tell stories, um, you know, memoir, maybe. type. I, I haven't decided. Would you ever do I a, like an autobiography or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, but I think my autobiography will be in memoir form, so I'll, sure. I'll take an aspect of myself yeah, yeah. and go, here you go. This yeah. is this is polygamous Brady. Mm-hmm. This is um, teenage Brady. This is sure. whatever. Yeah. Hardworking Brady. This is suffering Brady. Yeah. You know, that yeah. type of thing. I think that's mm-hmm. more interesting. I think if you put the suffering Brady on there, it would be a page long. It would just be a picture of your face. <laughs> 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 so... Um, Burn. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> do I really look that bad? I know, no, I, have, I, know I have gray. No, I've uh, I've described <laughs> you as older. You look older than you are to people. Cause, really? Yeah, because people have asked me so many questions. About look well, hang on, wait. Let me guess. Let me guess. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a guess how old you are. You don't so know. So I think you're probably around. The, no, I don't know how old you are. I'm gonna. You're around the same age as my dad, I think. So I'm pro. I would fifty mid fifties. I'm going to say 55. 51. Just turned 50. Oh, okay. That was it. But if you could see my body, you'd go 30. (laughs) 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 So, no, I've, no, people have asked me, I mean, after I talk about, you know, oh, yeah, I'm related to the guy from my five one. He's like best friends with his oldest son, like, you know, all this stuff. There's like, well, I mean, does he, is he actually, like, how old is he? Mm. I was like, oh, he's in his early 50s, I think. Or I, I think that when they were asked, it's like, oh, he's in his late 40s. They're like, oh, he does not look like he's in his late 40s. He looks a lot older. Hmm. And I was like, I mean, think about it. Like, he's under five times as much stress well, as you are. I have certainly lived more life than most people yeah. at my age. So cumulatively, how long have you been married? Oh, dude. Okay, I just figured this out again. Um, <laughs> it is... Um, is it over 150 years? I think. Okay, that makes sense. So you okay? We can do math really quick. So now me, I understand. The suffering. About to get 30. About to get 30. It's 29. Yeah, 29, 29. Okay. Um, 20. That's 58. Seven. 27. All right. Okay. Math now. Calculator. Here we go. Hey. 
Now, I'm here to just be, uh, <laughs> to be ignorant. I have no idea how to do math. Come on, that's not what I'm here for. 133 years. 133 years you've been married. 133 years. Holy cow. That was a mic drop. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Boom. That is amazing. Boom. That's yeah, such, that a, amazing. That's such an interesting part. Okay, so I mean, I think Carl asked you these questions. Like, is there like one thing that's kind of a little bit less, you know, serious in tone and mm -hmm. stuff? Like, is there a thing about every one of your wives that you just love? Like, you were mentioned about how, like, you know, Noni cooks a really good curry and Rosemary makes, you know, great sure, sandwiches. Like, course. is there you something know, about so like, each individual one? Individual so many things about each one. Yeah, you totally. Know, the, the strengths that they have. Yeah, I mean, they're great. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. but if it was Polly, like, Polly makes a mean cup of coffee. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's what I was remembering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, and Noni can fix it. Oh, even gave, yeah. gave her the okay on that. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. He even gave her the approval. Give massages. They were just trying to find something to sure to video. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many things, and I could, you know, I can get really soppy, sure. right? Because I am, I'm madly in love with them, and I can tell you how beautiful they are, and how I, you know, love this dimple there, or or how they get up in the morning with me here, or mm -hmm. how they stay up at night, and I roll over and I see them. Me and Rhonda, you know, we are on completely different planets when it comes to our circadian rhythm, right? But yeah. I love it about her. Yeah. You know, and here's a cute little marriage advice. Man, love the mess. Love the mess. Love the mess. Mm. If you keep on wanting your, your spouse to change, you're screwed up. It's, it's not going to end well. Yeah. Just yeah. if mm -hmm. conditional love is not love. And if you love unconditionally, you love their mess. Yeah. And do you, you is, is there the one difference. thing that like you would, or sorry, you hadn't finished carrying? No, that's it. Yep. Well, no, I was wondering, was there, is there one thing that like the whole family gets together for? Like, um, I don't know, like this is us is on tonight. The whole family gets together and watches this is us together. Or like, we really into Harry Potter. We're going to marathon them. Like, is there one kind of like common thing within the family that we're all huge fans of? Marvel movies or whatever. Uh, yeah, we've done that in the past, right? Um, mm -hmm. A family this big, there's a lot of moving parts, and so it's sometimes hard. Like when American Idol was a really big, however many years ago, mm -hmm. a lot of the time we'd all congregate and we'd love to watch American Idol together, or, or so you think you can dance, or you know something like that, and we share in mm -hmm. that. Or yeah, there's a movie we all want to go see the next um, Tolkien show, so. Me and the wives and all the kids go. Like we're gonna go to the Rise Festival down in the Mojave Desert here in a couple of weeks. So And what's the Rise Festival again? It's a music festival with the Chinese lanterns. Oh, that's right. Dude. Oh amazing. Nice. Yeah. Amazing. When is when is I'm, that? I'm on? really good friends with the owner and okay. founder of that. And uh it's in November, I think. November? October, yeah. November. I can't remember the exact date. It's here in a few weeks though. Nice. And uh Yeah, so we we really have loved that we've got this will be our third time going and mm -hmm. with all the wives but now we're having a bunch of the kids want to come yeah and so they're all do you come. all have a very similar music taste uh, i don't know uh music's oh. not that big of a deal i probably because really? music's not a big deal to me yeah so i was i was gonna say like no, no, okay. but i know that like rosemary is yeah, like music, rosemary's a music major yeah music like, she is a music genius yes yeah, yeah. she composes she can play 40 instruments I'm, yeah rosemary yeah. is yeah. a musical savant but i have four wives that can play the piano and 
Yeah. You know, uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, they're all, I would say, yeah, pretty similar. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But it's, it's not a yeah. dominant part of our lives. Yeah. I know, but like, oh no, let's say uh, poor Simon, oh, she doesn't, but let's just say poor Simon comes into town. Are you all like amped up? Like, oh, we got to get tickets for that. Like, is there like an artist that's okay, like, so here's how much I family. don't like music. Who's Paul Simon? There you go, Fraser. Oh my God. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. I, I really don't know who Paul Simon is. It's okay. So. You don't have to. You're not missing much. <laughs> what do you mean, don't have to? Sound of silence, man? You can oh, call okay. me out. Well, now I know the song. Now that you said that. <laughs> Sound of silence. Yeah. Uh, here's a question. Do you, how often or have you prioritized or what does this look like for you? Individual time with your kids. Mm. How often does that happen? Mm. Like you and Madeline are, I mean, I know that you guys spend a lot of time in Ireland together, but mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. is there a way that you schedule that out? Yes. Okay. I, I, okay. So let me just say the, the one of the biggest constant fears is that I won't be a good enough father. I know how difficult it is for me to be present in their lives as yeah. much as I want to be and mm-hmm. as much as a father should be. Yeah. And it is, um, there's many times I lay awake at night, um, plagued by the fact that I can't be the father I want to be. There just, just isn't because enough, enough time. time in the day. Yeah. I take solace in the fact that uh, quality is way more important than quantity mm-hmm. when it comes to time yeah, totally. and attention. And so I try really hard to be present and I try really hard. I will sit and think, okay, who haven't I connected with lately? Yeah. And I will, I will proactively go connect with them. Yeah. And then some people, some kids just need more at certain times. That seems like a really rough time. Sure. Sure. I try to be there for them. And, um, this is part of it. Like I, to, to accomplish the goals I have as a father, I have to sacrifice other aspects of my life. Right? Yeah, you have to, yeah. I just do. I like, you know, no, nope, I'm not going to go play cards with the guys. Thanks. Yeah, I'm not going camping. No, nope, sorry. You mm-hmm. know, I just need to be there Saturday. Yeah. Just available. Just to sit and talk. Just to make, hey, you want some eggs? Yeah. Make them breakfast. You mm-hmm. know, dad's there every single night from five to 630. Yeah. I am. I'm not hiding somewhere. I'm not in my office. I'm not, I am out in the living room actively searching for someone to have a talk with. Yeah. Play a game with tease, whatever. Yeah. Yep. Every single night, hour and a half. Who, who is it? And every time I go by a kid, I will stop him, look him in the eye. You know, I love you. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. Touch them, whatever it is. I'm sure. constantly trying to make contact with them. Yeah. Constantly. Has there, I'm assuming there has been, um, has there been times where, you know, your kids form like a, like a pretty serious frustration with you? Oh yeah. In regards to the time that they want to have with you matched up against the time that you have in the day. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and, um, you know, and I've gotten word back from, and from my, some of my adult children that, you know, they resented the fact that, yeah that I, while they knew I loved them, I just wasn't available the way they needed me to be. Yeah. Now that's not, 
<laughs> exclusive to polygamy. Oh, true. Yeah. Very, I very mean, true. So everybody's got mommy and daddy issues. Yep. Nobody gets out of childhood unscathed. Yeah. Nobody that's yeah. ever been human. Yeah. Um, so, but that doesn't mean that I don't try to mitigate it as much as possible. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. minimize it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was raised a, a monogamist. Yeah. And I got mommy issues. Yeah, For sure. Everybody does. You know, yeah. I, at I some point, think, yeah. I don't think I deserve my mommy's love. Yeah. Why? Because I didn't get out of childhood unscathed, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. So for sure. It's something that I'm always thinking about. I'm obsessed with. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Have you, um, I'm trying to formulate this question. If you had, so, if you could distill something to say, to all of your kids, what would it be? Like something you want to say to make sure they all knew and prioritized and like something that you made, you want to make sure that you feel about them or, or whatever it is. Is there something like that that you want to say to all of them? I'm not saying that it's like you have it already, but I'm curious of what that is. Hmm. Not Other than I love you. Yeah. I mean, unless that's it, right? Then that's I'm, it. Yeah. Okay. You know, and, and I love awesome. them just un- unconditionally, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I will, I will always be there. there. There's nothing they can do that will mean, that will say, that will make me abandon them. Yeah. Right? They could, I could find out that one of my daughters is a serial killer. Let's just. Sure. Hyper, hyperbolic. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go um, to the worst thing. Yep. Let's go to the worst thing. She's a serial killer and smoking gun. Yep. She's that. I love her and I will be mm-hmm. there when they execute you. Wow. And I won't look away because I love you. Now, the best thing I could do, and yeah, and I'll say, yeah, you probably do need to be put down, you know, but I'm there. There's Damn. never going to be a time I won't be oh. there. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty, what dads do. That's, that's pretty damn intense. <laughs> right? So, yeah, but, that is intense. But that's, that's the level At which you're love. at, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, I can own that. That's, that's a truth. I, I yeah. do love that much. And, frankly, I love that much to my wives. Yeah. The rest of y'all. Hey, not so much. We're second rate. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I mean, the fact that I've I've been able to not I've been able to spend four hours with you total, you know, mano y mano plus Fraser now, it has been. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited about it. I have one last question, and then we can wrap up. Do you have any regrets? No, I'm not talking about in life, but like if you can go back and do this polygamy thing again. I'm not saying like would you mm. only have four or only have one or whatever. Something that you've done that you could go back and change and redo. Did the, the woulda, coulda game is so hard to play. Like, yeah. I don't want to put you into a sticky spot. Well, it's just the woulda, coulda game. Yeah. I, you, you know, well, I wish I would have never been a fundamentalist. Then I would have never had my wives. Then I would have never had my kids. Then mm-hmm. I would never be who I am right now to sure. answer this question. Sure. So the woulda, coulda game doesn't, doesn't work, but, I let's just play. Sure. Um, I would have asked the questions sooner. The questions that you had about polygamy mm-hmm. and the religion and the AUB and your yeah. doubts and stuff, those questions that you, you would have 
there's wasted time. Okay. Life is so short. Like, was you, that time guys, where those questions were young, simmering right? and then you just put them off oh, hell and then yeah. eventually did? Or, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, okay, so how old were you when you first started having those sort of questions in your mind? We've already kind of covered this in a previous episode, so I suggest you listen, Fraser. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Well, you, haven't, you haven't posted it yet. <laughs> hey, hey I'm, not, I'm not mad at you, bro. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, For continuity's okay. sake. I'll right. hear. I'll hear. Around 30. Yeah. Late, okay. late 20s, early 30s, I started questioning by 35, I was pretty well out of fundamentalism. But there was mm -hmm. a time, um, there was a couple years there where I knew I needed to leave the group. I needed to leave fundamentalism, but I didn't dare because I would lose my wife mm -hmm. and children. I knew they would leave me. So I just sat. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew anything. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't talk to mm -hmm. your mom, Kelly, my mm -hmm. sister. I didn't, nobody. Yeah. Nobody. Because well, that I, comes back I to when you said sometimes out, it, it can be the loneliest. You know, sometimes oh, the loneliest yeah. man can be a polygamist. That comes straight mm -hmm. to that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that would probably be it. I lost time. Yeah. Like I was saying, you guys, you guys are too young to maybe feel this existential angst. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. You know, but the <laughs> why um, not? I, I haven't yet. Chris is that is. Uh, I've had my fair share. <laughs> I've had my fair share. It's okay. Yeah. It's just because I grew up in a cult. But the clock is ticking. Yeah. And uh, you know, and I wish I could reclaim some of that. Yeah. You know, and uh, if there was a way, there's obviously no way because this is how long it took to get to where I'm at right now. Yeah. But um. But yeah, I. I if I could get 10 more years out of 10 more years of authentic living rather than inauthentic. Right. When, of course you would when, pick that. Of yeah. Course when I would. was in religion yeah. and all that, um, yeah. it was an inauthentic life. It was living a life for some imaginary God or some fear of hell. Yeah. Goal, you know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. where mm -hmm. now it's just day to day. I am, I am co-creative with these amazing women. Yeah. Right? And instead of so, reacting. so heaven and hell are no longer things that you were, you don't, do you nah. believe, still believe in heaven and hell or a version of them or no, not now? I, I don't, I don't believe in a heaven and a hell, not, not mm. the way the conventional, the monotheistic yeah. way of looking yeah. at it, you know, like, yeah. is there an afterlife? I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm more of mm. a reincarnation type of a guy. So you more of a, are you more of an agnostic now, would you say then, or? Like, no. um, I don't even. There's not a name. No, I, yeah, mm. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what there is out there. I, I yeah. have my fanciful right. beliefs. Like, I, I, I think that I sure hope I get to do this again. You know, I sure yeah. hope. Yeah. I, I hope that there's mm -hmm. you know, another shot at this, and that there's been mm -hmm. thousands of shots before this. Have you read the short story no. called "The Egg" by Andy Weir? No. I'll send it to you. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Great. You'd love it. Um, I actually I, do have one final question I want to go yeah, out on. Let's do it. And this is going to settle something between me and Chris. Have you ever seen a wild hedgehog? <laughs> uh, okay. Your accent. A wild head choke? Hedgehog. A wild hedgehog. hedgehog. No, I Sorry, have not seen A wild seen hedgehog. <laughs> and you, you got to come to America and learn how to speak. <laughs> Hang on, hang on just how a Trump, How Trumpian was that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brady, what language do you speak? What language do you speak? Hedgehog. What are we speaking right now? A, a hedgehog. 
<laughs> all right, wait, hang on, hang on. So, all right, hang, what, hang on. Can you tell me right now, Brady? Yeah. What is the name of those animals that go up in trees and they have little nuts and they got fl- fluffy tails? What do you call them? Squirrel. Squirrel. There's two syllables. Squirrel, not squirrel. <laughs> I didn't say squirrel. I said squirrel. Squirrel. It's there. Okay, it's there. It's there. It's there. Okay, fine. You got me on that. Chris used to say squirrel. <laughs> I say squirrel. Yeah, squirrel. But Kitchen, I'll say Russia. Washington. Well, basically, Washington, yeah. Well, no. It, all right. The reason why I asked, because uh, uh, probably about a couple of weeks ago, I was walking home and I, we have wild he- hedgehogs around. <laughs> They're so common around England. I, yeah. I was on the phone to Chris and I was like, oh, look, there's one in my garden. I was yeah, like, yeah. in my garden. I'm like, oh, whatever. And that like blew his mind. And then he brought it up recently saying like, it still blows my mind. You get wild hedgehogs. Yeah. Running around. No, no, no. And I was like, hedgehogs, how do you not no. have them? Seriously, in England, hedgehogs are just as common as squirrels. Wow. I didn't know that. I don't know. Yeah, no. We I, do like, not they, have them in, can, in America. They, that blows my because they're so common. Like around this time now, yeah, is when you get, they, they, they're in your garden. Often. It's kind of like and turtles I, in the, other, the south. No, yeah. There's no turtles up here. But there's turtles, turtles. in the south. Well, yeah. I, I've never seen a wild turtle. I've never seen a wild snake. I've never seen anything like that. But my God, have I seen hedgehogs. Yeah. I saw two on my way. I was walking out. It was a 10-minute walk home. I saw two. That's amazing. Not together, separately. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, cool. We'll end on the hedgehog note. Right. Sweet. Awesome. Thank you.